Welcome back to Blazing Trails. I'm your host, Michael Revo from Salesforce Studios. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to Blazing Trails. I'm Michael Revo. Hope you had a great holiday season. Well, we want to kick off 2023 with an inspirational conversation with Grammy Academy and Tony Award-winning artist Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer sat down with LaShonda Anderson-Williams, our EVP and Global Chief Revenue Officer for Healthcare and Life Sciences, last October at Dreamforce. So let's jump right into it. my gosh, look at this crowd. How are we doing? Oh my, I feel like Oprah. <laughs> you get a card, you get a card. Listen, I am absolutely thrilled to be here. This is my first in-person Dreamforce, and it is one to remember. If this is your, if this is your first time, welcome to the most amazing event on the planet. And if you are returning, thank you for what you do for making this place, this company, this community extra special. But you didn't come here to see me. You didn't come here to even talk to me, but I have someone I want you to talk to with me. I have the woman who is a two-time Grammy, and she's an EGOT, a singer. She's a mother, she's an author. She's number 17, and we're gonna talk about that. She's from Chicago. Anyone from Chicago? All right, she wants to hear some Chicago love. I already asked my questions. I got a couple things I just want to know. But we have an opportunity to spend a few minutes today with the most incredible female leader, singer, author. She's got a new daytime show. We're going to talk about that as well. Miss Jennifer Hudson. Please welcome. Oh my gosh. Wow. Y'all live here. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Huh? Let's, have a, let's have a little conversation. All right. This is just the two of us here. Wow. And some of our closest friends. The closest friends. Good friends to have, I see. Yes. Yes. So this is your second time back at Dreamforce, but your first in-person visit. Yes. So what do you think so far? It looks good. This is amazing. Like, I always wanted to look y'all upside the head and see you in person, <laughs> but it's been over Zoom. So it feels good to just be in the midst and feel the energy and see everybody, you know? Yes. And it's yes. an honor to be here. So thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Salesforce, Mark Pinioff, and you, LaShonda, thank you for having me. It is my pleasure, Jennifer. So we're gonna hashtag something. Just so everybody get your phones out, go to your social media site. This is our Dreamforce Dream Girl. Uh -oh. Hashtag Dreamforce Dream Girl. So if there was ever a Dreamforce Dream Girl, this is it. <laughs> so a couple things I, I read about you and I studied, I mean, when I say incredible, from Chicago. Southside. Started singing in church, had the congregation on their feet every Sunday. Did you know, like, when you were singing, did you realize the power you had in the church at those moments at such an early age? I, I knew the passion mm. that I had. And I guess we would say the calling, mm. you know? And, and your passion, like, drives you. Even when you don't want to do something, it's there. Like, I used to be too shy to sing, but I would beg for the solo in church. <laughs> and then when it came time to sing, I would be too afraid to go to church to do it. Wow. But I, I, it, it, it stayed within me, that passion to want to sing or that calling to do it. And then I 
when I got a little older, when I got about, about in college. And at one point, I got to a phase where I'm like, I don't even know if I want to sing anymore. But then that passion to do it was still there. And I was like, so basically, I couldn't, I couldn't stop doing it even if I wanted to because it was just something within me that just wouldn't go away that kept me going towards that passion for singing. Well, we are grateful you did not stop. There is Thank a you. purpose in the mission that you have started and will continue to go. So I mentioned she's an EGOT, two-time Grammy. <laughs> so just so y'all know, she didn't wear her ring, but she's actually got a ring. She was waiting on some things, but apparently it's coming. She's got a ring. Today it's EGO, and it's her Emmy, her Grammy, her Oscar, and we now know her Tony. So, yeah. <laughs> so the person who started in church mm -hmm. and didn't want to, but just felt driven and connected to something bigger than yourself. What was it like once you got that tea? What was it like? What what happened in your in that experience that you could share with the audience? Say, did you ever see this for yourself? Woo, child. Um, Y'all, I yes. But I feel like sometimes people choose dreams and visions for you too. Mm. Like as a kid, I was like, I'm gonna be rich and famous and I'm gonna be a singer. And it started with music. But one time I was on an airplane and somebody wrote me a note. Cause I was trying to figure out, I was like, where did the acting come from? And someone wrote me a note that said, your, sing your acting is a reward for honoring your gift of singing. And that brought into, you know, made the, the, the acting make sense to me. And then, I achieved at least what I thought I was gonna do, but then God always dreams, uh, dream, his dream is a little bit bigger for you than you could ever dream for yourself. So after the, I won an Oscar before I won a Grammy, you know what I mean? Yes. And although my vision was, well, I'm gonna be a singer and I'm gonna sing for the world, but God had so much more in store for me. So I went from winning an Oscar, then winning a Grammy, and then they came together and then I wanna consider this new chapter of my life because at this point I feel like I'm, I'm living a, a whole new life in a whole new space and a whole mm. new territory now, mm. you know? And then came the uh, Emmy. See, I'm still getting used to them, y'all. Hold on. Yes. And then the Tony, <laughs> okay? But that ego held me down for a nice long time because my ego represents something different. When people see ego, I said, nah, that mean Emmy, Grammy, Oscar. Yeah. To receive the EGOT, I remember when we first won. If you haven't seen the show, Strange Loop, make sure you go check it out that I'm a producer on, and I was there supporting the cast of Strange Snoop. Mm. And as they won, I went up there cheering for them, mm. and out of the blue, everybody started chanting, E, God, E, God, and I was like, What's that? oh my God, wait, they talking What's to me. You? Because that meant I won a Tony, which established the EGOT in that yes. moment. Wow. And I'm still taking it in. But I love, I don't take anything for granted because I've worked for every single thing that I have. Absolutely. So I'm steady processing and learning whose company I'm in. It's only 17 of us, so I'm the 17th EGOT. So, so if you see 17 on her, When you her see note, 17, that's what it represents. Yes. <laughs> the youngest, the yes. youngest, the second black woman behind Miss Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, ma'am. So, wow. And she was there the first time I went to see Strange Loop. She was there and I was like, is this a sign? Like, wow. that, that something's gonna happen and then I happen wow. to be the second one coming in. So we remember seeing you on Idol, mm -hmm. on American Idol, singing and doing your thing. Wow. And just such a powerful voice. And then you got into acting and you were acting before, like you were in the entertainment business before you got on Idol. So a lot of people saw you as the singer all of a sudden, and there is much more depth to you. So when you think about trying new things, 
what sort of, what do you run to? What are the things that you've tried that you see in yourself and say, I might or might not try that, but I'm going to because there's a purpose in you bigger than yeah. what you know for yourself. Well, first, I don't believe in limits. Mm. Um, and Oh, no. So y'all hashtag that. <laughs> I don't believe in limits. <laughs> you know, that that if you want to make me cranky, try to put a limit on me, right? So And I love a <laughs> challenge. So I love trying new things. And I always say you will always see me try. Like, it's not wrong to believe in yourself. Mm. It's not wrong. So even if you don't, quote, unquote, succeed, it's like, so you're gonna make fun of me because I believed in myself and I tried, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's about um, just trying different things and wanting to grow, mm -hmm. you know? And, not, and I always say, if God placed me there, then I have no choice but to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Anytime I walk into something, it's like, well, or something got me here, something got me in this room, or even the company I'm in, I, oh, I consider it greatness that I must be a monk, you know? And that drives me, and being around different people's passions, and, and that intrigues me. And that's one of my favorite things about what I do. Everybody, I say, has a superpower mm. in what they do. And listening to your story, which is what has led me to having a talk show, which I know we're going to get to later, yes. but I can talk, honey. Listen, <laughs> so <laughs> hearing and being around other people and hearing about your passions mm -hmm. is what drives me. And, it, and that intrigues me, and it, it gets me intrigued in that. And then I go home, and then I make like I'm you, 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 and you. That's you know what I right. mean? And my, as right. a kid, my mother used to say, Jenny, you can't do everything, you know? Mm. But that was my creativity coming through. And, and, and so I live my life in that way, and it's blessed me to be able to achieve a lot of amazing things and, and make a living doing it. Yeah. Wow. So you've done so many things. You've inspired so many people. However, there were times where you had to push there wasn't your mother saying you can't do all the things. There were people telling you you couldn't do certain things. So how did you deal with that in this industry where representation matters and you were one of the very few, and we'll get to some of the others that inspired you, but how did you push through when though there were moments where people said, you're not capable, you're not ready, go, do, go back to singing? How did you push through? Well, um... <clears throat> Uh, Y'all know here coming, she clear the throat. It's, it's coming, so get oh, ready. Oh, I got so many things that no, I, 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 It's like a jungled up in my mind. But no one knows your potential the way you do. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and someone once told me, you know, if someone don't see your dream, that's because they can't dream as big as you do, you know? Wow. And, and that's something that has always stuck with me. And a lot of times we're like, oh, I didn't imagine that. No, because it was my thought. I came up with that. That was my vision. So <laughs> I, I don't allow where others can't see the vision. And, most of all, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it because this is my passion. I'm doing it because I love this. You know, I'm doing it because it's my calling and creating my own goal for my purpose of doing it. Like when I auditioned for American Idol, I'm like, okay, my goal, and, and you gotta be careful with what you said in your mind. But this is what happened. So when I was originally going for Idol, I said, you know, I wanna go and I'm gonna win. It was no doubt in my mind. I had, oh, once my gym for mine made up, oh, it's made up. And my sister will tell you. But then, I, the job that I had that got me a little um, experience in acting was I worked on a Disney Wonder cruise ship. Wonder, Wonder 3, I'm getting old now, y'all. I was like 22, I'm 41 now. Okay, and I was on the ship and I didn't go for the American Idol audition. And when I got there, a lot of people kept saying, well, if you don't win. Mm. And then I started to believe that doubt. So by the time Idol rolled around, I said, okay, well, I probably won't win because I believe that, right? And so I said, well, I'm gonna just do this for the experience. Mm. And that's what I made up my mind to do. So it's like, that was the thing that, like, that, that taught me not to allow people to interrupt your faith yes. and with their doubt. 
because I let them set the tone for me to say what I was going to do versus what I originally made up my mind to do. You see what I'm saying? So those are the things that I, by the time Dream Girls were around, honey, baby, you gonna sit over there with your doubt, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. And I like to, nothing is just. Each, to me, nothing is negative because in it, everything, there is a lesson. That's right. And when you can learn, you grow, right? Yeah. So just from that experience, it taught me like, mm, don't let someone interrupt your faith with their doubt. Your faith with their doubt. So. Anything I do now, I learn from that experience, not to let other people's doubt, like, and then I sit and say, check the source. Like, why are you saying that? Well, what happened to you in your life? Because, baby, that, don't, that ain't on my track right here. Because I know what's in store for me or what I know what I have my mind made up to do. You know? So, wow. I don't know if that answered any of your questions, but I had it to... It did. <laughs> <laughs> it did, and I got another question. So I'm listening to you, I'm hearing fueled with purpose, passion. And basically, you telling anybody, if you doubt me, watch me. That's right. I can watch show me. you better than I can tell you. I can show you. That's the old saying, y'all. If y'all don't know, I can show you better than I can My tell you. Your that. mama used to say it, your grandma, everyone says it, and because we believe it. Yes. But there are women in here, there are people of color, there are underrepresented groups representing in this room today and across the world. They don't have that belief. They don't have that in them yet. How would you advise or what steps would you recommend them do to sort of get to that place where it's really about self-confidence but also understanding purpose? Wow. How would, how would you guide us? What advice or tips would you give a person who ha whose mama hasn't told them that yet or doesn't, or doesn't believe it in themselves in some cases? Wow. Um, whew, I guess there's a lot of things to say about that. But I think we all have to find our own way because my way may not be your way. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> it's your track, it's your story and you do have a purpose, know that you have a purpose, know that you have a value and trust that value because again, it starts within us. So whatever, it comes speaking from a performance perspective right now, what I learned from that perspective, when I would go out on the show and get ready to perform. And it's like, sometimes when you're like, I don't feel like doing this, I'm tired. Well, that same energy you have, you're gonna get back. That's right. So even when you start your day or whatever it is, you have to plant that seed within yourself. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to check in and say, not saying that you're putting that doubt out there, but it's like, know your worth before you walk out, or know your intention, or know what you want to receive back and set that tone. But most of, most of all, overall, just find your, your passion, know your self-value, and know, most of all, that you're enough and you're definitely worthy wow. of whatever you feel you should have. That's Amazing. So, I wanna get back on, um, one of the things, knowing your worth and your purpose, it's one thing for you to believe it and to live it out loud, because you do. There's another um, perspective when others see it in you. Our beloved Aretha Franklin yeah. saw you and saw something in you. And I think she gave you some advice about using your voice, and then she handpicked you mm. to play the role. Talk to us about what that experience, like when she gave you the advice to use your voice, what did that mean, figuratively and literally? And then when you got the call that Aretha, said, we want you, she wanted you, she hand-selected you. What was going through your mind? What was your experience? And tell us about spending time with her because she is a legend amongst all legends and she saw something in you beyond just what you saw in, her, in yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel as though she, wow, speaking to her. One, it was amazing to be able to get to know the human being. You know, when it's legends and icons, sometimes we forget. That's somebody's mother. You know, that's somebody's daughter. 
And to us, they're a figure, but to be able to have time to get a sense mm. of who she was as a human being was amazing. And I feel as though she ended up teaching me more about life while teaching me about her life. And in those conversations at times, you know, you think your elder is just talking, right? But then when I started to play her, do my research, I'm like, no, she was really speaking from her real life experiences, which gave the words and the moments we had together more value and then more to care for even in telling her story. And she used to always say, Jennifer, use your voice. And at the time, I'm like, what does that mean? But that goes beyond singing, mm. you know, because as for myself, sometimes my voice is used as an instrument, but it's someone else's words or to speak, but it's someone else's story. Well, no different than knowing your value, you have a story, you have something to say that matters, that will help someone else. And I think that's in the way that she meant that when she said that, but she left me with so much along with the opportunity to be able to play her, which was also a dream of mine to do. Yeah. Wow. I know she's someone that you looked up to. Who else across the world? Like if you think of the people that have inspired you to push beyond the boundaries, that have poured into you or extended an olive branch to say, I think there's more in you than you might even know. Who are some of those people you would call out? Goodness, it, well, it's a lot of people in my personal life. Definitely my mother, she was one of those people. She's passed on, but in life she was so quiet, it seemed. But there's not a day that go by that I don't say, well, my mama used to say, and my mama used to say, and my mama used to say, and I'm like, well, wow, mama had a lot to say. Oh, <laughs> like, she wasn't as quiet as I thought. But uh, Whitney Houston has always been one of those people for me. Give her a hand. Uh, along with Miss Franklin, of course. Um, Viola Davis. Mm. Yes. Yes. Taraji is another one. Yes. Uh, right? Uh, Shirley Ralph, who I was just with. Yes. It's, it's so many. My sister as well. But I just feel like it's, we, I think we all, women in general, we're all there for each other. I always say, to, uh, to have a break, you, is to have another woman around because we helpful. We gonna help each other out. You know, we can lend a hand. Yeah. So that's always helpful. And I feel like it's so much power within there with us individually and as a community. And wow. it's needed and we need to uplift and support each other that much more. But again, there's so many inspirations out there. I see people every day. I love people watching. And I just love people and being around people. Sitting here with you is inspiring me for my talk show. Little do you know I'm watching you real hard. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You didn't even know. No. So. <laughs> We lead by example sometimes. Yes. So it's, you gotta be careful with what you do because someone is always watching yeah. for a reason. And it's people who teach us what to do and it's things that you shouldn't do too that you learn. But sometimes I watch people like, okay, well I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> and then it's people that inspire you be like, okay, I wanna do that, you know? Yes. So it's inspiration in many different ways. And it's a lot out there and a lot of signals, a lot of signs that I try to watch. I say I'm sitting back watching the world that we can all take from. And those things are out there for the taking, that's for sure. Well, speaking of watching, you've got a little show you started. <laughs> Let's talk about this new show. Because I think Cheryl, has the, you have you typed with Cheryl? Yes, yeah. I think it aired today, baby. Oh. It's going so fast. Yes, I'm here looking at y'all, so I did not did get to like... see it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, her, her story is incredible. Yes. Her award last week, just... just Wasn't her, that beautiful? Uh, unbelievable. And you talked about, someone interviewed you recently, and you just talked about having her in your presence, mm -hmm. coming onto the show, 
and what she represents. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, what she represents, but we got you and what you represent to us. But this show, this idea of putting together a talk show, what was the vision? And this is sort of another thing you're adding to all of the various, all the things, as we like to say, in your experience. What was the premise for the show? What sort of drove you to say, I want to create a conversation, a, a place where we can have different conversations. Because one of the things I will say I read is not just celebrities, you want to bring ordinary, what you said, just ordinary, regular people, the people watching comment, because I want to learn. So talk to us about the show and where it came from, and then who should we be watching for next? We're going to watch Cheryl's uh, version since we were make here sure today. We make out. sure we tune in. Yeah, but it, it's a place for all of us. Like, we're all living. I, I like for people to know I'm a human being first. I always say my awards may mount on my wall, but they don't amount to who I am at all. You know, wow. it's a difference, you know? Wow. And, and so the show will represent that and reflect that. It reflects everyone, you know? I, 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 live, I still live in Chicago, and I go home and I'm in Chicago, and people are like, you from here? You live here? And I'm like, yes, I do. I still very much live in Chicago because I feel it allows my feet to touch the ground. And I didn't grow up in the industry, you know? So it's like, I need to know that I can function with or without it. Yes, I love what I do, but life still goes on for everyone and we're living in it. And so I want the show to be able to reflect that and no matter what class you're in, no matter how much money you got, no matter how much you don't, honey, we all going through something, we're all living. And so again, I want the show to reflect that and I want it to be a place that everyone can come. Wonderful. Well, as you talked about being in a place where everyone can sort of be their whole person and finding their place and their purpose, all of us were two years ago in our homes and uh, locked up in a sense, you know, not able to, to do things like this. And some people made the transition to get back and come into the office and travel. And some people really got sort of lost in, in the shuffle and they're trying to figure out, we heard the words, the great resignation over the last couple of years, where people really reset what was really important to them. And so for a lot of cases, it wasn't just about money. It was about purpose. It's about experience. It's about culture. How do you think about when you decide to take on new opportunities? What is it really about? And I know the money, let's put that aside, but what are the things you are drawn to that really drive purpose for you that you know as you think about the legacy that you're leaving that you want to add to? What have you not done yet, essentially, that you want to add to the, the list of things? Ooh, yes. What have I not done yet? Every, all the things. <laughs> I'm always doing something. Well, uh, I have to dream up new dreams, you know? Like, I've been so blessed to be able to do everything I love. And again, it's, it's all from the heart. So anytime I'm doing something, it comes from an honest place. Because if it don't come from a real place, then how do you expect people to receive it? And I learned that early on in church when I yes. started singing. Yes. We learned to sing to how your power with a, with a purpose. And so that's how I lead in everything that I do. So, and then creativity, you can't rush it. You know, so it's like when that comes or when I'm inspired by something, I will move on it. And right now it's the talk show space. And, and what inspired that is I've been blessed to be able to do everything I've wanted to do, but it's nothing like seeing others being blessed from your blessings. So I wanted to help create a platform to give others an opportunity the same way someone once gave me an opportunity. And a platform, you also have a, um, a community in Chicago that adores you and you've continued to give back in your foundation. Tell us about the foundation in terms of, you don't have to do this. And you, you just mentioned being blessed and blessing others. Where does that come from? Is that from the church, it's from your mother, or as you've learned in this industry, it can be very cutthroat. I mean, everyone wants to give only when they're given to. 
you have something about you that forces you, to your point earlier, that it just comes out of you. You want to make others better. You want to create world, a world where people can be their true authentic self. Where does all of that come from? Wow. Well, I got to credit my mother for that. You know, she said, you, you, oh, my mama was nothing to play with. Yes, honey. <laughs> like, you, she said, you, you take care of home, you know? And so that my sister and I started the Julian D. King Give Foundation and none of my late nephew. And we come from a very given background. Oh, honey, we love to give some things away. My brother used to feed the whole neighborhood. If he barbecued, when I say everybody was going to eat, everybody was going to eat. And then my mother, although she said we give a little too much, because she was like, well, it's only her and my uncle, but she like, y'all share everything down to the last crumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but we, you know, we wanted to take care of our community and our home. And so we started the Julian D. King Give Foundation in Chicago, Illinois. And I took like a chump change out of my pocket and we started in our church basement. I never would have guessed that it was gonna snowball and still be around, what is this? I don't even know if it's 10, 12 years later at this point. And so we also have the school, back to school supply drive, wow. which is held on my nephew's uh, birthday, August 14th. And we give back to the kids. And the other thing is, especially where we come from, only negativity is acknowledged. And so we wanted to teach the kids that we're paying attention and acknowledge the positive. And if nobody else is watching, we're watching. So we get to see the kids grow throughout the years and they come back and we learn about them and we learn of their stories. Wow. You know, so it's a way, it's a healing experience for our family, but it also blesses the community and instills in our children at Chicago. And we want to see it go even farther and beyond and whoever we can help and bless. And my wish every year is like, it's someone to be able to give to. Wow, absolutely yeah. incredible. So, I want to ask a series of simple, I'm going to ask some questions, okay. and I'm going to go rapid speed, and I just want you to answer. Uh-oh, let's see. All right. Um, <laughs> land or sea? Land or sea, honey. I'll be on everything. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> rapid. Well, I can't swim, so I better pick land. <laughs> I could kick off the wall and glide, but I can't swim. Okay, what you got in there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, are you going, are you, do you love to cook or do you love to eat out? Ooh, I could use a home-cooked meal right about now. Okay. But my son does all the cooking. Little David can cook. So, so well, you, you cook. gonna, he so. Like, Mama, sit down. Okay, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, next question would be, um, how about uh, reading or writing? Right now I would say reading. Yeah, right now. <laughs> it varies. I'm it an depends. artist. So it it's depends. an emotional thing, okay? It depends. It depends. It depends. And in the moment, did I say reading? It's reading. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's reading, y'all. It's reading. Because <laughs> I want to learn something. I'll be looking for some motivation. Like, I don't can't choose. Yeah. All right. Th those, like those are our little... Uh, we, that's we it? Like you no more? Th that's it, because I got something else I want okay. to ask you to do. Okay. All right, so... I'm not talking about none of y'all, just so y'all could. This is about me, because I now have her on the stage. <laughs> Here's what I want. What well, you I want? only have one little, little bitty ask. Right? Okay. Not a lot. Can you sing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all uh, set me up. Okay, look, hi. Remember I said, it's not about y'all. All right, <laughs> so Jennifer, so. <laughs> it's about you to sing? do. Okay, okay, now look. Okay. I don't care if you sing A, B, C, <clears throat> or Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mary Had... No, I'm just playing. See? <laughs> if you would grace us with your voice, whatever selection you want, that would be... I think we'd be okay with that, right? 
Okay. Uh, um. I... <laughs> Curtis was supposed to love me. Love me. Okay. Effie. Well, uh, Effie. Okay. Um. <clears throat> one night. You want one night only? <laughs> That's my chief of staff. She's been waiting. <laughs> what you say up there? What you say, say? I'm changing. I ain't See? think I'm changing ears. See. Uh, See. Amazing. See, see, okay, y'all. Okay, Jennifer. <laughs> I thought I knew what I was gonna say. It, it, look, it, it's fine, like hoo hoo. Um, but what can drink, you want? Dream girl. The Dream Force Dream Girl. Like my little favorite song. Okay. What? Every man. Is that the right key? Because I've been. Yes, it is. <laughs> For the rest of us, it is. Every man has his own. You sing too. Spare. Show dream and their dreams just about to come true. Wow. Life's not as bad as it may seem oh. if you open your eyes to what's in front of you. Can I get a will your dream girls? Will your dream girls? Oh. Y'all better sing! Sing! <laughs> was that good? That was amazing. <laughs> Maybe next time I come and give y'all a whole concert. Is that okay? We, we will <laughs> take a concert. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Do I go now? You're, yes, okay. you're good. Well, that was Grammy, Academy, and Tony Award-winning artist Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer sat down with LaShonda Anderson-Williams, our EVP and Global Chief Revenue Officer for Healthcare and Life Sciences, last October at Dreamforce. Like this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us on the Salesforce YouTube channel. Blazing Trails is a production of Salesforce Studios, produced by Rachel Levin, edited by Cynthia Chavez with original music from Andrew Duncan. I'm Michael Revo. Thanks for being with us. See you next time.